Can you hear me, Tammy? Oh, yeah. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. You okay? Everything's okay with you today? Uh, yeah, everything is good. I don't know I don't know what happened. Maybe it's my headphones. Uh, I had to take those out. I kept calling your name, but I guess you couldn't hear me. <laughs> oh, I saw your number out there, and I thought, well, maybe you just uh, was getting settled in and all that. and so. But, no, I can hear you now. <laughs> How's it going? Everything is good. Everything is good. Get back into the swing of things. School is starting up. Technically went back Friday, but we don't officially start until Thursday, and then the kids come back the 29th. Wow. Time, I'm telling you, it seems like we were just talking about that yesterday, about you going back, and it has it has come. Yeah. Time, yeah, time, I'm time, back. good people. <laughs> I am back Any in time there. Time wait on yeah. Well, I know you're looking forward to that. <laughs> Say that again? So, I said, I know you are looking forward to that. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I I I I like my job. <laughs> I can't speak for most people. And how have you been? Good, pretty good. Brandon, y'all have to say happy birthday to Brandon if you have not already. Brandon's birthday was this weekend, so we have practically celebrated um, in some way, shape, form, or fashion all all weekend, I guess. Um, Bella and I went out Friday, and, and we just surprised him. He's been wanting a, uh, I think I told you about the piano. <laughs> he said he wanted a piano for his birthday. Like, okay, second choice. What's your second choice? <laughs> so, but we did get him a we got him a really, really, really nice keyboard that that probably is is just as good because he can do more with his music. So Stella and I went out and got that Friday Friday night, and uh, we had a really nice dinner. About thirty people, I guess, showed up Saturday night for um, for his birthday little thing, and and so we just had a great time. Just had a great time, and. Um, you know, we did a lot of eating this weekend, I should say, and, and gatherings. So it was good. So it was good. Always good to have to share another birthday with, with Brandon, of course. So I had a great weekend. feel truly blessed. Truly blessed. Truly. That's awesome. So, yeah. So now we'll be doing it again next year and many years after that. So I can't complain <laughs> today. Can't complain. Um. I know we didn't get a get a chance to talk much about this 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 topic. Actually, I have not been able to do a lot of uh, just research, and I know you, Rodney Radley, does any researching, y'all. But I, being that I'm I'm this person that I just kind of have to do it. But I'm, so I'm going in this one kind of blind tonight. I I have just not had time to do it. But nonetheless, I'm I'm excited. I actually picked that song. Um, Rodney, because I know we usually play it at the end, but I'm just—I was just led to pick it as I was setting up the show after talking to you about, you know, about the topic and what you had come up with. I just thought, you know, this must be the way that a lot of people feel, and and one reason people, uh, I guess, continue to—I shouldn't say the word—continue or go to church because I don't want to dis- discourage anybody. And going to church because there was there was a time where I I, I did go, and um, and I know we're jumping right into the show. I figured we just might as well do it. But you guys know the spiel. the 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 phone lines are open. The chat line is open. Eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. Select the number one if you are out there and you have a comment or a question. If you want to post on the Facebook pages or send Rodney and I or private message, however you want to do it. Um, just feel free to do so, but we're going to just jump right in. Um, but I just feel like so many people are going, and, and I'll speak personally if you want to just kind of start there. I got to a place where I just didn't feel fed any longer, and I think the the most important thing to do, people, is, is learn to follow your heart. First, learn what's in your heart, why it's there, and then learn to follow your heart, I think, in, 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 in situations, and be honest with, with what's in your heart. And because uh, I think we try to rationalize so many things out of its truth for our own purpose or our own um, safety, I guess we try to rationalize things in this to be a perfect situation in a perfect world for perfect people, and and that to me is one of the biggest lies we've been taught um, 
about this 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 life and this world, and that it is to be without suffering or without pain, and and all of this, all of these things. And so, I think a lot of people are waiting on that change, and that's why that song just made so much sense. And it you know talks about going to your brother and sister, and you feel like you're knocked back down on your knees, and and don't look it's gonna last for long. So I do feel that people are searching, 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 searching for something. In going to church, um, at the same time, we have to come to realization that what you're searching for has been put inside of you, and that no no preacher, no pulpit, is going to give you that in the sense in that in that in which you need it. Um, they can lead you to it. They can help you get to that place. But but even with going to church, I find that a great number of people will go to church and that's basically the only church they have for that week or that month or whatever however many times they go to church that's basically it that's that there's no going back searching the scripture and, and searching the word and if they do rarely do they go back and say if there's some discrepancy or they see it differently rarely are there are there those discussions that truly allow people to get into a depth conversation so that there's a there's a deeper understanding and 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 lastly, I'm gonna turn it over to you, Rodney. I re, I do recall just thinking about one of my cousins who I had not seen in a very long time. She said that her church, the church that she goes to and has been a part of for years, every year they go through the Bible together as a congregation. That's their church. They go through the Bible from beginning to end together. So if you are not there that Sunday then you miss that that particular part, but they start from front from the beginning to the end so that there is no misinterpretation, that there's understanding, that everybody gets to question or or voice their opinion about what they think and why. And I that's the and she lives in New York. I have never heard it may not I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I have never heard any such thing outside of the conversation with her. And that was a few years ago. And I was just was floored by, number one, a pastor who will take the time or a church that will take the time to do that consistently. And they don't just do it. That's, that's not just you do it one year and then you're, you start something else. That's their church. They go through the Bible every year, and that's the church. And I just thought that's, 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 that's awesome that, again, that that is happening. Um, so. That's kind of my spiel to start, Rodney. Where are you at tonight? <laughs> I think that that's a, a really uh, good thing that the pastor um, has decided to do, um, mostly because um, it, it leaves very little room, if any room, for misunderstanding. And mm-hmm. what I have found is that um, a lot of scriptures are avoided or never preached, and it makes you wonder why when you look at the wording of those scriptures. Uh, very controversial things are always um, abandoned when it comes to when it comes to preaching the word, and people have all types of reasons uh, for why they won't preach certain things. Um, and, and my thing is, if you're going to Say that you live by the Bible If you're going to preach the Bible If you're going to say that you believe in God And and you believe in the Bible Then you have to 
at some point address everything that's in there. That's just like having a teacher with a textbook and they only teach you certain things from their textbook. Well, what are they leaving out? What about the rest of your education? And I think that anyone who wants to, um, anyone who wants to, really learn God or, or know who God is, you have to be willing to find good teaching. And then, two, you have to be willing to study outside of that teaching. It's just like with me at school. I can teach my, my students all day, every day, but it's what they do when they leave my presence that is going to determine how strong of a student they are. Um, I thought that this, this, this topic was very timely, Tammy, just because of a few things. One, I saw where we had did uh, Pimps in the Pulpit um, on, uh, you know, this, around the same time a couple of years ago. And then I heard a very interesting uh, discussion on the radio uh, when I was on my way home, and they were talking about, I think I caught the tail end of the conversation, but they were talking about um, – Trans uh, transgender people going to all all female universities, all female colleges. Like, do oh, you wow. allow a yeah? Do you allow a a male who now identifies himself as a female? Do you allow him to go to this uh, to this women's college? Well, one of the guys said. My daughter grew up around mostly men, not because, you know, we necessarily wanted that. He said it just so happened that she had a lot of brothers. So it was really just her and her mom. He was like, so we want, and I think the girl goes to Spelman, I think. And he said, you know, my daughter, you know, wanted to go there because she, you know, liked the school. He said, but at the same time, like, we all agreed that it was good for my daughter to be around women because she hadn't grown up around many women throughout her life. And he was like, the moment I find out that they're letting males go to this school because they identify as a female, I'm pulling my daughter out. And then the people on the radio were saying, well, you know, we think that other people will start pulling their kids out too. But it makes you think or made me think about this, and I said this years ago, whatever people want to do is fine by me. Like, you have every right to live however you choose, whether whether society, whether Rodney, whether Tammy, regardless of what people say about your lifestyle, whether they agree or disagree, you have every right. However, when it comes to things of this nature, one thing I've always said was it is a slippery slope because once you open up this door, you're opening up the door to a lot of things because what are you going to say when some man says, well, I love both of these women, so why can't I marry both of these women? Because if you can't say, uh, if you can't tell people who they who they love or who they want to be with, if you can't if you can't tell them that, then how are you going to tell this man 
that he doesn't love both of these women. What is, what is going to stop this man from marrying both of these women? Because that is something that has always existed since the beginning of time, where men have more than one wife. And in many countries, men still have more than one wife. So we are we are moving towards this society, and really we're already there, that everything is okay. And now it's just creating more and more problems. And so I say that because homosexuality kind of blew up a few years ago and it became a big deal in the church. Do we support it? Do we not support it? How far do we go? What are the limitations? What does God say? What does the Bible say? And then there were people, you know, um, who were making the argument, well, the only reason why these, these pastors are allowing uh, people to do things that they know are in the Bible is because, you know, they want their tithes and their offerings. And so now this conversation, it, it, it has turned into something great. And what is the correct answer? You know, Rodney, why do you think, okay, I guess my my first question is, um, and we can, and then I'm I'm, I'm going to say something, and then I'm give back to you to answer it. But um, how how did we get here? I heard you I heard you say about the offerings because I do personally, me Tammy, feel that the bulk of teaching and preaching today, and the majority of churches that that we see, and 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 the fact that we see one on every corner, speaks volumes in a in a in a total different way. However, I I feel that we we've gotten here because we have become a self-seeking egotistic world who will find any way to satisfy what we want to satisfy our souls without mm-hmm. any um without any recourse or any attention to changing that soul because I feel there is a purging of self there is a dying there's truly a dying to self that we as human beings have come to a to a point where we don't want to do, and we feel like whatever I that somehow, well, I'll say this: we have found a way to justify everything that we want to do. We found a way, even within the word, to justify everything we want to do, and because we found a way to do that for ourselves then we're we're going to have to, in order to, to, to be able to continue to do that, I'm going to have to allow you to do the same. Oh, if that's what you want to do, then I support you in it. We're, and, and we're so far away from from truth. And one of, I know one of the topics for, not topics, but one of the verses or things that I hear people say a lot that I wanted to bring up, the truth shall, shall set you free. And um, talk a little bit about that because, and I know some people are going to say, well, I'm interpreting that wrong, but I want I want to use it in this, this way for tonight. I feel like people have gotten so far away from just speaking truth, regardless mm-hmm. of what someone does. If you say, for instance, in your profession, if you tell kids, if you if you if a kid answers two plus two is, is is three and out of embarrassment for him, you do not want to correct him. But everybody else in your class says, you know, thinks two plus two is or says two plus two is four, then are you really hurting or are you are you helping this child or are you hurting him? 
But I, but I think bringing it back to the religious part of it, or religion, that we don't say or speak up because somehow we feel, how can we? Because we're not, we're not living the word. We're not abiding by. We're going to church. A lot of people think that's all I have to do. I'm going to church. They actually look down on people like you and I, Rodney, who just choose to, 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 to I guess, not go. And every time I speak to someone, I had a conversation last week with someone about, um, it was kind of a personal conversation, I guess I'll say. And, and after he heard it, initially he thought, oh, here we go. She's one of these church girls that go to, go to church and da-da-da. <laughs> but when he found out I didn't go to church, he was, he was floored. Like, well, what are you talking about all this stuff? And you don't even go to, you know, you don't go to church, really? You know, but it opened up a whole other conversation because this person doesn't go either. And I'm finding that most people who are deciding I say a lot. A lot of people who are deciding not to go have become so restless and so in just spirit and turmoil about the things that they see and things that are allowed and, and just the same old scriptures, the same old sugarcoating stuff that allows you to go back and feel like you have to change nothing about your life. You don't have to seek God any more than you're doing. All you do is show up. This is Tammy talking. All you do is show up how you want. And with that money, and go back and do what you want, and come back and let's start this thing all over again Sunday. You're good with me. That that's that's how it it comes about. I'm not saying every church, definitely not saying every church. What I am saying is, it I feel like it's the majority of them. And so, Rodney, how how do you feel? We've gotten to a point where there are churches on every corner, yet spirits and souls and in, in the lives of people seem to be in such turmoil, um, and, and we'll get into a, a place, I think, where most people are deciding not to go, in spite of everything <laughs> on the corner. <laughs> uh, I think, I, think I, uh, I was talking to Tamaria, I think. I can't, I can't remember, but I remember having this conversation recently, but I believe Tamaria and I were talking, and if you think all the way back to the beginning of I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go back to the beginning of the uh, of the United States, right? So you had the Indians here, and then you know, and and again, this is the way that you know we were we we were taught it. But then the Europeans came over and took over, right? And then black people were brought over from Africa. Black people were enslaved in the name of God in the name of Christianity, according to the Bible. Now, let's look at what happened during that time. It was, if you do not do what I say, I'm going to whip you. I'm going to hang you. If, um, and so for hundreds of years, people were enslaved and the people who enslaved other people used the Bible to manipulate a group of people to get what they wanted. Now, once we got right, what did we start doing to each other? We used the Bible to get what we wanted. 
Now, the same things that we claim were so wrong years ago, we're doing it. Why? Because if it's happening to us, it's wrong. If we're doing it to other people, then it's okay. Hmm. See, for example, this lady told me one day, this lady I work with, white lady, she said, Rodney, you know, I never believed that black people were profiled until it actually happened. She said, it's easy as a white person to go around and say, well, black people need to get over this. Black people are making this stuff up. Cops are not like that. She said it's so easy to say that. She said until you're sitting in the passenger seat and a black person is driving and they get pulled over and you watch how the cops treat them, she said you'll never believe that it exists. The worst thing that happened to us, and I'm going to say black people for a second, was when we got right. It was supposed to be the best thing. But when we got right, we became so different. We were so united. We were so loving, so caring, until we got right. And when we got right, we lost our mind. Lost our mind. And so I'm going to say, when, we, when, when, when man set us free, that's when we became bound, when man set us free. The Bible says, he who the son sets free is free indeed. When man sets you free, I don't know what it is, Timmy, but we go crazy. Look at, look at people who get locked up. And those of you listening uh, in the audience, we hope that you join in. You are encouraged to join in. Press the number one or type on Facebook, type in the chat room. But talk to a man in prison. He's so educated. He's going to make all these changes when he get out. He got all this knowledge. He's even doing all this read. He's so sorry. But then when he gets out, you see the same old behavior. Why? Because there's something about when man sets you free, it don't mean anything. So I mm-hmm. really think that's when society took a nasty turn. And I haven't been in too many white churches, predominantly white churches. But the ones I've been in, they operate differently. I'm not going to say that their way is the right way, but they operate differently. But for most of my church life, I've been to a lot of black churches. And it just feels like in most of them, you feel like somebody's trying to pimp you. You feel, at least I do, you feel like, why am I here? It's very hard for me to go to a lot of churches now because I know the truth. And because I know the truth, I can't sit up under somebody knowing that they're telling lies. I can't do it. But that's the problem. We don't have enough people who have an issue with people lying. That's right. That's right. We don't have a problem with people being pimped. 
We don't have a problem. We don't have a burden for souls anymore. We have a burden for our own desires, our own flesh. We have a we have a, mm-hmm. a, a burden for, for for what burn for, for what burns in our hearts. And what we have done, and I will always go back to the scripture, Romans twelve and two. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have conformed to this world. Addicted That's to it. That's why we we changed that on the butterfly evolution show. Right? Addicted. They've become addicted. People really have been, I think the world is, the, the very fact that you say, you know, about being set free by the sun rather than the world, um, that shows, that, I mean, that speaks volumes as to what our, what we look to as our guidance. In spite of going, in spite of churches being filled and going and, and, and saying that for the most part, our foundation is this, this, this Bible and the teachings of it. Like you said, once you leave, once your child leaves your classroom, how he or she does speaks about them and who they are and how they listen, what they took in, and what they did with what they received. I think the issue becomes now is what most people are receiving are the very same thing Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. I found mm-hmm. a quote, and I, I forgot to put it out there, about what – I'm going to find it because I want to share it um, – I can remember it says the preacher should offer the Lord a prepared message, a rested body, and a consecrated heart. That makes me think about how back in the day, you I remember it, it was rare that you would go to church and come back and the same message has been preached at another church that, I mean, and sometimes over and over again, you, you, you continue to, to hear that, oh, my pastor preached about that today. Whereas mm-hmm. back in the day, I feel, and what seemingly was happening back then, that preachers were leaders, preachers were going before before God, even in prayer about what to preach on Sunday. What message do you give me to, to prepare and to preach on? And they had studied it, which means that they also are being led and fed they're taking control so that they can grow and be able to come before a congregation and teach and teach that person through 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 what God has given them. Whereas now, which I think is appalling, that you that a pastor can buy their scripture, that can they can they can buy online a prepared sermon for Sunday morning. <laughs> Down, I, I, I mean, I, I think that is I, I personally. If that if that floats your boat, fine. But me, Tammy, I think that preachers should be should be that should be a led thing that God should be able to lead that pastor. So then that's when you have it to where people can go, hundreds of people can go, and they each mm-hmm. receive what is needed because that pastor has has number one has went before God, has been led by the Spirit, which you. Don't bring that word up. I've been told by leaders say we don't preach, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit because that scares people. Well, then put the Bible down, close the church doors. That's that's that, to me. I mean that because you're contradicting to me the foundation of Jesus' words that He's gone, but He sends you the Holy Spirit. So if you don't, if you're not first of all, if you're not teaching about that and telling people that that the Holy Spirit is your guide to your transferring, the renewing of your mind, to you dying to yourself, dying to your selfish needs, 
things that you want, the egotistic ways that you want, the wrong that you want to do, so that when you want to do them, when you're thinking about them, the Holy Spirit convicts you. So if you're, number one, if you're not willing to teach and scare people, if that's what you have to do, if you are not willing to preach about it, then what else, what else, what is that foundation then? And so, but yet people will continue to go and go and be okay with going, which, which, which means and tells me, and I'm only saying if you are, if you know, cause there are people, I've had people tell me about their leaders here. Some, some, we've had some, just some crazy things happening here or happened with, with leaders. And I heard with my own ears, well, yeah, he does that, but he can certainly preach. From what foundation? From what? <laughs> and if he is and is not convicted, I mean, I heard a story where a, a preacher told the woman, a, a woman, that she could not preach um, or, or or speak in the church, yet he left his wife and five kids for his mistress. I'm like, mm. what? I'm just like, <laughs> what? So here you are focusing on this this part in the Bible that and you you're gonna have you're gonna have the nerve to tell someone and then you and you what? And you're not convicted in any way, shape, form or fashion or feel that you you you, you owe no explanation to anybody about any part of your leading. <laughs> and don't talk about the fruits of the spirit. Don't talk about, you know, love and that kind of thing. So we must ask ourselves, why do we continue to hear? The same verse after verse after verse. Why do we continue? Why is the spirit so fed and you feel so great about your life while you're sitting through the sermon? But when you, before you can get home really good, your spirit is back down. It's, it's, that's like pulling up, getting a full tank of gas, and before you get to the traffic light, you look at your tank and it's empty again. You would think something's wrong with that. I like that. I, I mean, like that. <laughs> You would, I mean, but really, you would think something's wrong with that. And I remember when I started to have that feeling at the church that I had been going to for, for a while, I thought, matter of fact, it was me and another friend. We would sit there Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and we're like, are they done? Are these people, are they finished? Is it over? Because your, mm. your spirit is so so hungry for more and for, for more truth, for more substance, for more you get to a point where you want you you want to be convicted. You want to be called out on your wrong. You want food. It's like being hungry and starving, and people tell you, "Hey, we're gonna feed the homeless today," and you get there and they don't have anything. Like they just talk mm. to you. That's how how our spirits felt. That's how hungry we were for a changing word, a word that spoke to us in a way that makes us say, "We gotta get our stuff together." We can't keep living like this. We can't keep feeling like this. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep accepting our own lifestyle, accepting our own wrongs, accepting our bondage, our wounds, our evil mindset. We can't keep accepting this. And if if you don't get to a place where you where you recognize, here I am claiming a a powerful, high, loving God, yet. My life consistently keeps me in the dump. I'm taking a pill to get up. I'm taking a pill to go to bed. I'm taking a pill to exist midday. I'm never grateful. I'm never thankful about what what I have. I'm always wanting more. 
You know, I'm always wanting more of something. Mm. So, Tammy, if we're not too much, go ahead. No, I was going to say we got two callers, so I was going to pull them in when you finish. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. I can stop it right there. I put a pen on it. All right. Uh, callers, just be mindful that other people are waiting in queue, so we're going to pull you in. Uh, give us your question or your comment. Uh, first one is area code 404. Last four digits are 1037. Call you on the air. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, hey, what's happening, Bo? Hey, Tammy, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Bo, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, I'm sore. I'm really hurting. You back on uh, with us? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You know okay, what I mean? Great, grateful about a lot of things. You know what I mean? Uh, not to get off the you know subject or whatever. Um, I had an accident in my car today, and uh, I seem to like you know what I mean. After being hard headed, and Tasha started telling me to take the rims off my car, take the rims off my car. The adapter broke on the rim, the front one, while I was driving. I don't want to say no more, but you know it was could have been worse. But thank God, you know. So we're glad that you're here, brother. We're glad you're okay. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, I've I've heard uh, you and Rodney talking about some things, and I just got a couple of discussions, you know, a couple of things that I want to say, and then I'm gonna get out of the way. Um, one is okay. uh, the acceptance of the the transgender. I have nothing against what you want to do or who you want to be, and that's cool with me. But you know, mm-hmm. when you start to have uh, more, uh, let's see, accept susceptibility. Of, of a person mm-hmm. like me because you're a transgender, then I have a problem with that. You know, um, I can call you and say that I've had a crime committed against me, and it takes forever for you to get to me. But if one of those people calls and say they have a crime committed against them, but they don't, you know, they're three seconds away. You know, and I, and I think mm-hmm. that's because the world has become so susceptible to the transgender population, so it has totally taken over. It's taken over. It's mm-hmm. become the it's become the new norm. You know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. like this, well, mm-hmm. you're 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 one of us, and if you're not, then you're outcast. Well, then it used to be hidden. It used to be shunned. It used to be where people were scared to let you know that they were like that. You know, come on. I mean, for, for from from when we were small. If you found a dude playing the organ or the piano in church, nine times out of ten, he was gay. He was gay, but he was there to do a service. He was there to play the piano or the organ. How you knew he was gay, because real men were taught to get out and go get it. But when you found one that was twitting his fingers on a piano, he didn't get out and go get it. He sat around mama them or sister them, and he adapted those ways of a woman and Instead of the woman playing the piano or the organ, he became a, a man that played the woman, the organ or the piano, and, it, and he had womanly traits. So it was, you know what I'm saying? It was it was shunned upon by those members in the church. So it was like I have a fear to let people know that this is how I am. You know, I want a man. I'm a man that wants another man. You know, now it has gotten to the point to where people have no fear of God. They have no fear of the repercussion and what the good books say. You know what I'm saying? It says, hey, I'm, it's, it's here, it's my time. I'm a, You know what I'm saying? It's acceptable. I'm going to let it shine. And and that's where we have gotten. Um, another thing I wanted to say here in Atlanta, they have passed the law 
where you have transgender bathrooms now. You know, um, it's going to be a bathroom made in every public school to where transgenders can go to the bathroom. They don't have to say your 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 transgender son can go in the bathroom with my daughter, but they're going to have us made for transgender. That's just too much. You're doing all of this. But- Wait, 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 Right now, I don't know if you if you got this, but she sent, and I believe it's in Virginia. She sent me an an article that they're starting or petitioning to start. I think it is. They might have gotten it. An after school skating club in Virginia. An after school not in Virginia. It's in uh, it's in Prince George's County, Maryland. Maryland, Maryland. Okay, Maryland. Somewhere I knew it was somewhere up there. But that that is, I mean. I believe it was Huntington Post, right? Wasn't it Rodney's article? So that's that's uh, where we are today. So so while our egos and our selfish ways are being fed, and we trying to, and I'm gonna say this, we trying to convince a white America that Black Lives Matter in 2016, while we're all just caught up in all this, these are the kind of things that are happening. Yet we want to fight for books and equal rights and schools and for children to be able to learn and their minds fed. We won't fight for black history, history, black history to be history, not a, a black history month. We won't fight for those things, yet we feel the need that somehow convincing people that, that we matter when we don't even treat each other. And I don't, I don't want to change the subject here. As we matter, like what you said, when we were set free, then we started treating each other like, like dogs. Like I have nothing for you. Yep. And so, I mean, just I, I did not know that. Thank you for sharing that. But I, I didn't know. Yeah. I knew that there was there was talk about certain things, but I did not know that it had been passed. And I'm sure yeah, it has been there passed. Is not the only place. Probably a lot it more places been it has been passed. And not only that, Tammy, it, it not only has it been passed, excuse me for cutting you off, but it has been forced. What I mean by forced and reinforced is now if you do not add the bathrooms to your school, you cannot be federally funded. So, therefore, it's forcing schools that don't want the transgender bathroom to close. Hmm. Hmm. It's sad. Hmm. That's, that's super sad. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, I don't have nothing to do with what you want to be, but don't make it part of my day that I have to accept this or else I'm going to be punished, or I have to accept that or I'm going to be punished. Because then we're going to have a problem. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I, I heard what mm-hmm. Rodney said about, about, about the church. Um, you know, the Bible says that the body is the temple of Christ. I ain't got to go to church to serve God. I can serve right there in the grocery store, right there. It's Amen, brother. Amen. We're in bad shape now, but but you know what? It seems it seems that as as we as I listen to what we all are saying, the people who like for the Satan Club and for the trans transgender bathroom, they have no problem pushing what they believe. They have no problem standing up and saying, "This is what we want." Why are we so quiet? 
Why are people who say they believe in this power of God and they believe his word to be true, why are we not fighting for that truth? Why not? Why are we not? What What has got us so in bondage that we think, which bring me, brings me to one of the scriptures where I, I, gosh, I thought I pulled it up about um, standing still. Like I think we've interpreted that like we're supposed to do nothing. Just go to church, pray a little bit here and there. Don't change a thing about your life. Don't Don't depend on the Holy Spirit. Uh, just stand still. I got you. I got y'all. You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to change. You can be the same old Tammy. You don't have to do anything. And thank God for grace and mercy. Thank God. But why are we so quiet? Why? Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to that, Tammy. As soon as I uh, bring in our next caller, I'm gonna come back to what you just said. I'm gonna bring in caller from area code three three zero. Last four digits are four zero nine four. Call you on the air. Hey everybody, this is Henry. How's it going? Good man. How's it going, Henry? Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I, I got a uh, different. Hey, Tammy, how are you? Both. Yeah, uh, how are you? I got a, I got a different take on this. Um, as I do most things, I, I, I kind of don't understand why we ask the questions as far as what is wrong with the church today, canonized form, as it pertains to black people coming out of slavery was given to us for the purposes or Christianity was given to us for the purposes of making us better slaves. If you if you look at Christianity, I'm gonna call it Christianity, back when the apostles was preaching, they were changing the world. They were bringing down governments. They were they they had authority, not just charismatic gifts, they had authority. And then the church went through this, this first change when Paul said that they were people that was trying to bring back in Moses' temple laws into the church. And they, the reason they did that was because they were trying to avoid war with Rome and so on and so forth, which is a long story. But then the second change they went through is when Constantine got his hands on Christianity, made his, his own version of it, and incorporated all pagan gods and pagan idol worship into the church. And this is why we got Christmas and Easter today. It's said to be Christian holidays and all the other ungodly things that we do in the name of Christianity. And then the third change we went through was when we went through slavery, and it was created to cause us to become better slaves. And then the last change that it had gone through was during the prosperity message and the love everybody, nobody's perfect message, and they accept people as you are. And and, and now you have major preachers like Joel Osteen and uh, T.D. Jakes who are saying things like, you know, that the Savior that they call Jesus is not even the only way that you can get to God now. They're saying that there are other ways that you can get to God. These are the, these are prominent. Even Billy Graham went on record as saying that Jesus was not the only way that you can get to God. You can look this up on YouTube and, 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 and see their live interviews. So I don't understand why, even even if you go back before we got rights, okay, um, the, 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 we were close as far as family was concerned. We stuck together. We built together. But we still went to church and worshiped white Jesus. And, you know, in, in all of our holy living and all of our pastors going to pre- pray before they preached and all of the prayers and people getting healed and all these things that we witnessed, white supremacy was still running rampant. And for some reason, Jesus, white Jesus, never did anything about it. He, 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 he. <laughs> He never, even to this day, we're marching today talking about Black Lives Matter. A lot of these people that's out here doing that, Christians. Where, where is Jesus? Where is white Jesus 
see, we the reason that the Savior is not doing or, or, or what we would like to see him do, the reason God is not doing, delivering us or whatever it is that we are expecting, is because we are still under the interpretations of the Bible from a white, uh, a white uh, uh, perspective, a white power perspective. We are still under a sub- submissive perspective. We're afraid to buck against the world. We're afraid to rock the boat because we misread scriptures like Romans 13 that tells us to be subject to the world's powers. That wasn't talking about for all times. That was talking about for that time when the Roman Empire was ruling. God was going to take down the Roman Empire in its own time. Now that the Roman Empire is gone, the church is supposed to be ruling the earth. But we don't teach the people in the church how to rule and govern the earth. We teach the people how to negotiate with the world in order to be blessed. Most of our sermons are about blessing, healing, and and forgiveness and love, and not about dominion and takeover. So until we get back to the good news of the kingdom, not just salvation, which brings us into the kingdom, but the good news of the, the dominion of God that will bring us back to authority, so we can reestablish the order of God in the earth, <laughs> whether we suffer for it or not. We have to establish, reestablish the order back into the earth. Things are going to continue to go haywire while we keep praying and fasting or whatever we think we're doing until we get back, get the message that the apostles had in our mouths that they had in theirs. Mm. Um, you, you, said, you said a mouthful. I, I just wonder how many people are praying and fasting. And when it comes to the, for me, and I'm speaking personally, I don't, I, I don't let people get me caught up in white Jesus, black Jesus, what they call him, what they don't, what color he is. All I can say is the one that I know, the the, the God, the Jesus, whomever, however, whoever, to, whomever others choose to call, I just know for me he's, he's answered in my life. But that's because I think I went seek, not think, because I went seeking, not seeking based on a black race or white race, a, G, a white Jesus or a black Jesus, but there's a higher power. There's something, there's something, there's more other than myself. Many people can't get just around that, that you are not, I am not, I, I surrender that I am not in control of my life. I can't even make myself not blink. I can't tell you if I'll be here one minute from now, one second. None of us can do that. Our life is not our own. And so while we keep seeking to make somebody else think something or wait on somebody else to do something for us when we didn't even create ourselves. And so, again, I, I, I think just getting caught up in the white Jesus, the black Jesus, or the white people, I don't think there's a white person or a black person on this earth can keep me from doing anything that Tammy puts her mind to do, period. Mm. I don't think, and I don't think me personally, I don't feel the need to convince a black man, a black woman, a white woman. I don't feel the need to convince anybody that I matter. Matter of fact, I couldn't until I learned that I mattered to myself. And and a lot of people that you see out protesting and talking about their protests, these are church people. These are my, Tammy speaking, not Rodney or, or Henry or, or Bo. These are people who are, most of them, not all, are seeking something, seeking some type of attention for themselves, some self-seeking service outside of God, outside of I'm here to glorify and to bring glory to a kingdom, to me, to the kingdom of God. And first, before I can do that for someone else, I have to first recognize that God created me for, for greatness, for, for purpose. And in order to, for me, 
to even get to a level where I understood that, I had to figure out what the world had put inside of me, what fear, what bondage, what, what hell they had served me on a platter. And most of the serving came from people who thought, who were taught to seek. Now, I go, think that goes back to what you're saying, who were taught to seek something other than, other than the creator, other than this, this, this world of nature that speaks to us every day. I mean, the very thought that I can feel wind on my face, that it blows my head, that it moves my garbage can, yet I can't catch it. And I literally cannot see it, but I see everything that is moved by it. And to think that I have control even over my life or, or any part of it other than what I give to it. And in order to give, I got to go in and see what do I have to give. Not what I put in my, but what was planted in me before all this this stuff that people continue to seek after, rather than a kingdom of God, the Creator. And again, I don't really care what people call it or what color they think it is. For you have to be able to define it for yourself. Whomever you call, whatever name you've called, tell us the answer. Do you get the? Do you know without a doubt that there's something more than yourself? There's something greater, and that at the end of the day, you have no control. And we've missed yeah. it. We want to control everything. We want to be what we want to be. We want to get everything. Like Rodney said, we want to be conformed to this world. We want this world to tell us when, where, how, with who, and we want to let, let everything happen. Because I want it to happen. We're going to let, we're going to give trans, trans genders their own bathroom because that's what they want. We're going to let this happen because that's what they want. Yet we say that our foundation is on this Bible. That our foundation, I mean, that's like, you, you got to know how to build and want to be on the ground. Say that again, I'm sorry. Oh no! I think uh, I think I think somebody was having a, a side conversation. Harry, did you want to jump back in okay. here real quick? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I say um, the color of, of the Messiah, every, everything that is critical about the Bible was changed. The things that bring about authority to the believer versus the things that we learn that bring about submission for the believer. If if you notice the average say thug, that if you can manage to get him to the church, a lot of times he loses all of his fire, he becomes very submissive and, and, he, and he loses all of his fire. He becomes a very submissive good old boy upright standing citizen but he's useless mm-hmm. for creating change. You know, yeah, he tries to I go think. back and get everybody else to believe or come to church or whatever but to be able to see, I believe that I believe that God wants us. I believe that God wants us to destroy things from the root, not not treat symptoms. You know, we could just look at the drug situation. You know, we can go out, and we can get some crack, get off drugs. That's great. But as saints, we should be able to speak the word of authority and be able to penetrate into the places where these drugs are actually coming from. The the very the government. Because we are supposed to be proclaiming a kingdom, another kingdom, another mm-hmm. dimension of power versus trying to put a Band-Aid on what the devil is doing in the world mm-hmm. and how he's afflicting people. Mm-hmm. We should be able to overrule all of those things because the king of heaven and earth lives in us. So when I bring up racism or 
a white Jesus whose name was really Yahushua, which means completely, it's a Hebrew name, and, and the Hebrews were black, and most white people, a lot of white people will tell you that he, he was black. But the reason that they make him white is because little children growing up looking at images of white Jesus have a tendency a lot of times to subconsciously think that if God, if Jesus is God and Jesus is white, then therefore the closest thing that I can see to God is white authority. And therefore, you know, care less about you as a black person, but I won't harm that white guy so much. You know, and this is why, you know, you got all these people rallying together talking about Black Lives Matter, but they're not going to do too much. They'll, they're, you know, they'll, they'll fight each other, but they won't do nothing critical to, to bring down white supremacy. And white supremacy is more of a problem than what we assume that it is. So that's why I bring up whether his, uh, his true color, because if it's a lie, it's a lie. This is, this is Rodney. I'm going to jump back in here. Um, Tammy, to answer the, uh, your, your uh, to respond to what you were saying earlier, I told you I'd respond to it after I brought our callers in. Um, and Henry and Bo, stick with us. Uh, we'll definitely uh, come back to you. Um, I think it all boils down to, and I think, Tammy, you said this a, a, a few minutes ago, it all boils down to people don't really want change. People want attention, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whether whether I'm in the pulpit, whether I'm in the break room at at work, whether I'm standing on the corner, or I'm entertaining guests, I want attention, and I think that's what it all comes down to. Because think about this, and since since we went there with with the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Just to use that as an example. So I read something that said, oh, this is the 150th, and I don't know if that's the number, but it was somewhere around there, 150th person killed by police this year. Why is it that this is only the second one we've heard about? To see they pick and choose what they want us to talk about, and we jump right along with it. Now, think about Lamar Odom. He's a basketball player. Bo, I got you. Uh, coming right back to you. I just saw your message. Coming back to you. But think about Lamar Odom. Basketball player. Found him unconscious in a brothel. I want to say a couple couple years ago now. At least a year and a half ago. Everybody, prayers for Lamar. Prayers for Lamar. Oh, my God. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. That went off about a good week. You heard anybody talking about Lamar Odom? No, because nobody cares about Lamar Odom. Nobody cared about Lamar Odom when they found him in the brothel. It just sounds good. And see, that's the society we live in. What sounds good right now? And that's what we're going to feed on. That's what we're going to live on. When you go to church, a lot of times, and I'm just talking about my experiences, When you go to church, you get a right now message, like Tammy was saying. Uh You get a feel-good message. And that's why if you were to do a survey on the messages you hear in church, guarantee you a lot of them are connected to either money 
or feelings. Not many are related to the truth. And I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why I say that. Tammy, where do most people say the devil is? You said where do they say most people say the devil is? Where do most where? people say yeah, where? In the church. That's what I say. Or we associate the devil with hell, right? Yeah. Oh, you mean in that sense, yeah. Right. We associate the devil with hell, right? But Revelation 12, 9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. The devil has never been to hell. Because even when God threw him out of heaven, he cast him down to earth. And it says all of his angels were cast out with him. But that's not what we're taught. Oh, I rebuke you, Satan, back to the pits of hell. How are you going to send somebody back somewhere they've never been? He's never been there. I'll give you another scripture. Everybody, it's, it's lose weight, feel great, right? Am I right, Tammy? It's all about living this healthy and wellness life, right? Mm-hmm. First Timothy 4 and 8 says, For bodily exercise profiteth little. No matter how many calories you burn, bodily exercise profiteth little. The Word of God never told you that your church should have a fitness program. No wellness program. Because yeah, you should. You should right. take care of yourself. Don't don't you think that that has much to do with the view, the the outwardly appearance? Like again, we will spend, like for for example, this topic. We say mm-hmm. this all the time. Let us talk about sex and a relationship, y'all. These people crowd this phone line like it ain't nothing. But let us talk about you changing so that you can have a successful relationship. Let us talk about you figuring out why you keep running into or choosing these type of men. Why why is it why are the lines not crowded when we say you just might be the problem? Because see, you don't want to know that. You just want to look like look like from the outside that it's all good, that it's all working. But let's not talk about the devil being in hell. Your soul, knowing at night over the the day when you look into the mirror that what you see, the reflection that you see speaks truth back to you. And so, again, like we Mm -hmm. keep going back, we're caught up in feelings. We're caught up in how we look, how we feel. Well, since since we're talking about Jesus, what did Jesus back in that time, whatever you call Jesus, what if he was caught up in his feelings about the mission, about the sacrifice? What if he got caught up in his feelings and was like, this ain't looking right. I ain't looking right. What if he was caught up in appearance and what somebody thought about? Just what if? So, again, we, have, we are feeding the flesh. We want to feed the flesh. We want to feed the eye rather than fix, fix the lens. What's inside? Mm-hmm. 
and I, I can see where you're saying if, if you are, if, if I'm a size four, but my insides are messed up, that's why people can lose weight and their soul, they still, the soul still doesn't rest. That's why people can get rich. They can get, they can gain all the money in the world. Yet, how they feel about themselves, how they rest at night, that does not change. That does not change because you wasn't created for this world. Yet you're trying to, you have adapted to it. You have conformed to it. It is your life. It's your livelihood. It's what keeps you wanting more when you're already so blessed. But it keeps you wanting more. So we continue to just work for stuff that we got to work more, more for, to keep the stuff. Yet our children are dying by the, by, by the wayside. They have no substance. They are, they're being taught that this, you just got to get what you want. You get what you want, you get what you want, you get what you want. You get what you want. I just had a friend tell me, and I'm, I'm going to put it out there, that, that she had an opportunity to buy a 2100 cord that was in top condition. And her children told her, they don't want that old car. I will put them out of my house. <clears throat> you will walk everywhere from, from this day forward. You will walk everywhere you go. <laughs> when I'm going to put myself out. But that's the world. That's what we as adults are feeding them. Feed, feed your outer appearance. Feed your outer appearance. And these are children. These are children. I'm talking about teenagers who has the audacity to tell, I don't want an old, I'm not going to drive an old car. <laughs> really? How about, okay, you drive Ted and Turner. Whoa. <laughs> Tammy, we have, a, uh, we, we have a couple of callers uh, in queue here, so I'm going to uh, come back to Bo real quick. Uh, Bo, go ahead, and then there's another call in queue, so I want to get to them as well. Go ahead, Bo. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for bringing me back down. Uh, Tammy said a mouthful. I mean, she said a lot of things that hit home with a lot of everything. And uh, I want to thank you personally, Tammy, for some of that information. Um, but what I called in to say, you know, uh, well, to finish saying, was that um, a lot of things that are going on, in our church. Um, you know, I love church because it, to me it's become uh, something to do every Sunday. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, the body is the temple of Christ and if, you know, I want a whole experience. You know what I mean? All I have to do is go to God and I'm going to get that. And I, I don't have to be in church to get that. But I go because it's the fellowship with other people who believe as I believe. And um, to give you know, my tithe, you know, my, I, I'm a drummer, so I play the drums in church. You know, I, I do whatever they ask of me, you know, within reason, as long as they ask me to do nothing crazy, you know, to commit, commit my time. Now, the thing that I do have a problem with is that, you know, from, in my church, um, the, the the pastor has been a pastor in my church for a long time. Um, he just recently retired from pastoring. And, you know, they set up some kind of, you know, account to where, you know, we, you can look out for the pastor uh, and come directly out of your account and go into the pastor's account because of this retirement thing that he has going on and he doesn't work anymore. He's old now and this, that, and the other. Now, that they asked people to do that, and it was totally um, if you wanted to do it. It wasn't something that they think they had to do. 
is something that they said they wanted to do for his many years of service toward the church. Now, you know, that was a Baptist church, this, that, and the other, and the third. Um, me, myself, you know, I pay offerings. You know, I do the offering thing. I don't give tithe. My tithe is to take care of the elderly, uh, people that somebody that needs some help, some food, or, or, you know, whatever the case may be, that's what I'm going to do. Um, as far as the other thing about the, you know, of the uh, being acceptance of this and acceptance of that, when the brother called in, some of the things that he said, I understood, and some of the things that he said, I was, you know, I didn't understand. Like Tammy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, I know that there's a high power because there's been times that I've been in trouble, man, and I know it could have been nobody but God to deliver me from that. You know. Okay. And I got out of All right. This, that, and the other, I, you know, I don't get, I can't get that. Um, yes, another, another thing, uh, Rodney, when you was talking about God casted uh, uh, him out of heaven to earth and called it hell, that was something that I didn't know. You know, I mean, I read the Bible a couple of times, but that was news to me that he never did make it to hell. This became his hell. So it lets me know that. We don't have to go to hell. We already in it. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. So that really was that was news to me also. You know, um, I just think that we have become a society. You know, and I'm saying black folks, and not picking on us. I'm just saying we've become a society of of okay, do it to me, and I'm gonna forgive you because that's the way to get to heaven. You know, and and you know what I mean. And I mean that's the the majority. Now you got some some young thunders that don't care nothing about that. You know what I mean? And we call them crazy, but we keep believing in the same people that keep enslaving us. Every law that they make is against us. Obama, I love him to death as a brother, but he ain't did nothing for us since he's been in office. Not there, nothing. There, there, there's, a, there's a whole lot that uh, that we could say on that topic, and maybe we'll get a chance to come back to it. Give me one second, Bob. I'm going to pull in our other caller real quick just so that we don't lose them. Call the truck. Go ahead, Tammy. Well, I was going to say, well, go ahead. I wanted to, I want, I, I want to comment on a few things that. Well, tell you what, pull the caller in and call if you could just give us a minute from nine one two, right, Rodney? I think that's who I saw. Yep. Nine one two, last four, three two seven. Go ahead. Yeah, and if you could just hold the call, hold on with us. I want to get this out because I don't want to lose what what both said about. First of all, about going to church. But I wish I, I so understand that because, and I, and I have to, um, I have to start looking, I guess, because I have come back to a place where I long for that that connection, that fellowship, because church was a place or is a place that we should have and that we should love. And we we have to know at the same time, for me, I know, I knew that I could not continue. I cannot just continue to go and be quiet as they expect me to do about things that contradict this word. I, I I could not. I could not go hungry and continue to come back hungry, even hungrier and more, and just spirit in turmoil. And so we also, lastly, before we pull you in collar, we have to know, like Rodney said, when and I think you said, uh, Bo, hell is right here. We wrestle against spiritual warfare, spiritual, spiritual warfare every day. Spirits can can attach themselves to the people that love you and make them act in such a way 
Why? Because we're not prayed up. We're not fasting and praying. And I think Henry mentioned that. Henry, I think in some some points we say the same thing. Our perspective or our way about solving it is a, is a, is a little different, just a little. But we say the same thing. Henry's big on we should be, things should be different. You're talking about bringing a Satan club up in our schools, watch, see what, see if it happens. We don't say that. We don't start praying. We don't start casting out demons. We don't start because we don't even think of that process. We're so caught up in the world and getting more of the world, more of the world. And so if, 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 if the devil Satan is here on earth, he is winning. Why? Because we are conformed to the world. We want the world. And he is controlling the world. He is predicting. He's putting in front of you. And as far as Obama, black, white, or blue, I, I don't expect any president to get in office to do anything for me. Nothing. Not a one. Not a one. Now, am I going to vote? Absolutely. But do I think you're going to save me? Absolutely not. Because, number one, I don't think you've saved, quite saved yourself. Because if you did, you probably wouldn't even want to be president. You probably be the one praying for the president. I'm going to let you get it, but I'm going to pray for you. So I expect nothing from a black president, just like I ain't never expected anything from a white one. Do I do I respect Obama, President Obama? Absolutely. At the same time, do I think he'd be there if it wasn't such a, for such a time as this? Good people. Do I think he would be there if they didn't want him there? Absolutely not. That's control. Whether y'all want to believe that or not, that's what Tammy thinks. That black man, that, that great black man would not be there if white America did not want him there, period. That's how I feel about it. So to think that any man, president, any woman, Clinton, can save you, can get you out of whatever, to, first of all, you got to change even that perception or thought process. I'm sorry, Carla, 912. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rodney. Come in. Call up from area code, uh, and we have somebody else in queue too. So um, we're gonna go to nine one two, last four digits of three two seven one. Call it from nine zero one. Uh, just hold tight. We're coming to you. Go ahead, call it from nine one two. Yes, Tammy. Yes. This is your cousin that used to mimic you, used to dress like you mm-hmm. all those years. Who is the daughter of Ivory Arnold? <gasps> Yes, ma'am. Oh, it is Tangela. Yes, ma'am, sweetheart. It is me. I'm going to let you get a minute. I'm going to let you have a minute. <laughs> I love you. I miss you so much. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to let Thank you have you. a minute. Yes, I used to I used to dress like her, people. I love I this woman. My love Auntie it. Mary <laughs> Helen's daughter. Yes, my Auntie Mary Helen's daughter. Yes. I have a couple of comments. Okay. You're welcome, sweetheart. I love you. You, I used to dress like you. I used to follow you around like a baby bear cub, hanging (laughs) on your shirt tails, trying to dress like you, going with you everywhere. We dressed alike and everything else. I used to love to follow you around. You were so full of wisdom, so kind and so nice. Thank you. Thank you. And I love you. you. And I can't wait for us to get back together for me to see you again because it's been a while. Yes, it has. It has. Too long. Yes, it has. Yes, it has, sweetheart. But I do have a couple of things to say. And um, I thank my cousin Tasha 
Arnold and Bo. I love them. They gave me the number. I want to call in. I want to listen every week. I want to give my opinion every week. And the first thing that I want to talk about is the transgender bathroom. You cannot mm-hmm. walk into any government building and not see a bathroom that on the left has a girl and on the right has a boy. And it's the same bathroom. Maybe in the schools, it doesn't need to be eight urinals and eight toilet bowls, but every building you walk into, whether it's a hospital or whether it's on a military base or no matter where the, where it is, there's a gender-neutral bathroom. Really? So, yeah. Yeah, everywhere. There's a gender-neutral bathroom right outside the pharmacy at any base. You will find a gender-neutral bathroom right outside the dentist office you will find a gender-neutral bathroom. It has a stall, and it has a urinal. You go in, you lock the door. You come out, somebody's waiting, they go in. It doesn't matter the sex of the person. It's a gender-neutral bathroom. And if you've ever been on any military installation or any government building, you will see them everywhere. I'm not saying you should put eight stalls or eight toilet bowls there for males or females. I'm just saying they're there. They're everywhere so are you, you go. So more like what, that the words that say family? Is that what that would be the same when you see like, um, oh, gosh, I guess, and it might not say family, because I've seen the ones that, that I've interpreted to be for um, like families to go in with, and I don't, I can't remember exactly what it says. So is, is that have, the same thing that you're talking about? The bathroom will have the sign outside the door, and there will be a lady on one side, a little lady figure with a dress, and on the other side it will be a man figure. That's a gender-neutral bathroom. I have seen those. I have seen those. So you will see those in a lot of places that you go, and it's only one of each. I'm not saying to put eight or ten in our schools. I'm saying that everybody has a right to be who they want to be. And, See, and I, we I have agree to that they should be who they want to be, but, but I don't know if we should start accommodating because after a while we're going to we're gonna be to the point we where, accommodate. I mean, you could just come up with everything and say, okay, cause, because I feel like if you were born, if you were born with this, that makes you this. If you were born with this, that makes you this. And so if we start, because what if we come up with something else and they say, well, oh, I'm neither a girl or a boy. I'm come, I'm something else now. And now we need another bathroom. So I'm kind of like we both said, be, be, be what you want. But if you if you are hanging down there, you need to go into the men's section. Period. I mean, that's well, how I I'm feel in, about it. I'm in the and mindset. Having boys with you. Well, I'm in the mindset of you can only deal with what is here now. You can't foresee the future. So we deal with what is here now. What is here now is we have courthouses, we have hospitals, we have police stations, we have military bases, we have all these other areas that do offer gender-neutral bathrooms Mm -hmm. 
and it may only be one stall or one toilet in that bathroom, but we did that long before any of this ever happened. Because in yeah. a hospital, you're you're limited to space. So it's already been done. It was done long before any of this other stuff about transgender or anything else ever happened. It was done so that a male could use the same bathroom as a female, not at the same time, of course, but it's always been there. So it's hard but, to change something that has always been. Because I did 21 years. I did 21 years in the military, and for the time I did in the military, I've always seen in a hospital gender-neutral bathrooms because they don't have a lot of space. So they put a female on one side with a dress, a male on the other side. And one goes in, one comes out, one goes in, one comes out. I'm not saying it needs to happen at school where you have like eight, urinals or eight stalls I'm just saying it's always been there for at least the time that I know so it's kind of hard to change something where people can relate to always seeing it okay and 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 I'm of the mind to think that I don't care what I know what Jesus looks like to me and when I see him and when he talks to me, I know who I'm looking at. I don't need words. I don't need the Bible. I don't need the people on TV preaching to a camera. I don't need any of that to tell me what I feel deep down in my heart. I know what he looks like to me. And that's all that matters and all I need to do is do the right thing in my life and be a good human being. That's what I need to do. I can't speak for everybody else. All I can do is speak for myself, and I'm not trying to speak for everybody else because sometimes people do good and they always get trampled on. I understand that, but all I can do is speak for me. I love my God. I love his son. He's going to come back for me like he's going to come back for everybody else one day. All I can do is be the best me I can be because he made me. That's it. I ain't worried about everybody else. I cannot put my focus on every other person in the world. I can focus on me because I'm... I have my own mind. I have my own thoughts. I can't control anybody else's brain. I can't control anybody else's thoughts. I can't control anybody else's feelings. I can only control mine. So all I'm, I can focus on is me. All right. Wow. So for everybody that's Thank got everything you, else to say, I appreciate that. And I love you, sweetheart. I miss you. Thank I can't you. wait we to hope, see you. Hope that you continue to listen. We're on every Monday, and thank you for calling in tonight. I really, really appreciate it. I will it. continue to listen. Yes, I will continue okay. to listen. You, my girl. You, my All girl. Right. Thank I you. will continue to listen. Love you. 
Love you, too. <laughs> All right, We're going to pull in our next caller from area code 901. Last four digits are 0632. Thank you so much for your patience. Caller, go ahead. Uh, how you doing? Good. How are you Hello. doing? I'm doing great. This is Mike. Hey. This is your brother. Hey, Mike. Um, how are you? I'm just fine. I apologize. I came in kind of late. But I thought, how did y'all get from the, the trans transgender to the pool, from pool pit to the transgender? Because I thought it well, was about that's the been the, the, yeah, Well, that's been brought up about what things that are, some of the things that are being accepted and allowed um, today in some of the, you know, yeah. the, I think Bo brought up that uh, they have put, was it in the schools? They, they're putting, somewhere they're putting um, bathrooms up for, yeah. for, um, for that, so we just kind of led to that. So we're back on track. What's going on in your mind? Well, you know they had a bracelet that came out about eight nine years ago called "What Would Jesus Do," and <laughs> I love that bracelet because it would help people think. You know what I mean? And my thing is when you talk about transgenders and things like that, um, if you read the Bible about the prostitute and things that Jesus had encountered, and certain people he had encountered, he loved them, but at the same time he tried to transform them. He did not just sit there. And um, say, oh, okay, it's okay for you to be this, so it's okay for you to be that. Um, and I see that's what's going on now with what I, with Christians today. Um, they're allowing um, they're allowing other forces to overpower them instead of them standing their ground. And what I mean by that is that uh, if, like I said, if you go back and you think about uh, what did Jesus do. And when he encountered certain things, encountered things that were wrong, um, he loved them, but at the same time, he did not try to leave them how they were. He tried to help them. And as, for example, a transgender, and people say, well, they have their own lives, they have this and they have that, and um, homosexuals have their own lives and everything. That's true, but at the same time, as a Christian, do you allow that? Do you allow forces that what you believe in um, to overpower um, and give you what they believe in? Because uh, we're the ones that have to be adjust, uh, suggested to things on TV, um, like the bathrooms. Um, who wants to go in a bathroom? And uh, what female wants to go in a bathroom and a guy um, has a penis? You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is that they're forcing things on you and saying that this is how you should accept this, but at the same time, being that you believe in a certain natural law or you believe in a spiritual um, thing, why would you allow people and to force that on you? But when you but when you say to them something, they're saying, oh, you're forcing that on me. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not allowing me to be who I am. But at the same time, they're forcing what they believe on you. You, you, you guys understand what I'm saying? Right, mm-hmm. right. And I feel like but, that. Um, go ahead. Shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Take the words out Okay, thank, thank, go basically ahead. what I'm saying is that if you basically what I'm saying is if you believe in something 
and what you believe in, you're supposed to stand by it. And that's sign of weakness. That's why the, that we're falling to temptation and we're falling to sin and we're falling to evil. Because as a Christian, you're supposed to stand on your cross, your square, whatever it is, just like Muslims. That you know, um, you don't suppose to say, um, okay, well, because they're forcing it on, they're forcing it on you. They're saying that my beliefs um, is what I believe. And like for example, Satanism, um, they're they're starting to um, have classes of Satanism in colleges. And things like that. So if they're saying I deserve to have this, or I deserve to have this, why can't a Christian stand up and say, "Well, hell, I deserve to believe in what I I believe in," and that and that the Constitution says that um, we believe in God and so forth and so forth. So why don't Christians okay. stand up I have, um, to what they believe? I have a question in? for you, Mike. I have a question for you, and this is this is what I was going to say. Number one, where should that stand up start? Like. Where, like, as we talk about in the pulpit, by the pulpit, and for the pulpit, I personally think the bulk of that is going to have to start with the people who are who are consciously making a decision that they're going to go to church. First of all, what is what is the purpose for church? What are you looking to get out of church personally? What what type of gasoline are you pulling up to get into your car? Are you are you first? Are you putting the right kind in? And what are you going to what? do with with that once you get? But I think what's happening is, again, people are not wanting to change them. you got to want to purge and to die to yourself. you got to want to hear the truth. There's so much that I could have been saved from myself if somebody wouldn't have let me live my life. If somebody wouldn't have but let me live my life. Sammy, laws. We're, we're talking about laws. We're talking we're about what? laws that are governed, homosexual laws. And transgender laws no, that no, no. What I'm saying is, no, that's, not, not, that's not specifically what we're talking about tonight. But what I'm saying is, what basically what you're saying is, we got to speak up. But what I'm saying is, that law, the reason those laws are passing, because like the other caller, Henry said, we have somehow become, becoming a Christian or believer makes a lot of people that's what cowards. That's that We have this perception that if I call yeah. you out, if I call you out, then I'm not a Christian. If I call you out, then I'm not religious. If I call you out, then I don't love God. Yet we yeah. see in this and Bible, Jesus was calling people out left and right. So that's what, like Jesus I said, what, what would Jesus do? Would he put his head down and walk away as a cow, or would he stand? And what I'm saying is that he stands for what he believes in. When he went to Rome, right. he, 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 he pulled up the tables and, and, and all that. He stands for what he believes. He even died for what he believes in. Uh, well, you let somebody not, turn some pages off in church today and watch them go to jail. I mean, so that's, he, that's he, what I'm saying. Even if you speak in the truth, people, we have accepted lies. We've accepted uh, just, we've accepted everything as believers. And that's why, that's why that same spirit that Rodney says was cast out into earth, that's why it's running rapid and taking control, and that's why you're going to start to see bathrooms. You're going to start to see everything else. They're going to let dogs come in, come in, in schools and sleep if they want to pretty soon. Tamara and I were talking when I was there, Rodney, how animals, seeming, animals seem to be smarter than we are these days. Like, they, they look at us like, we're not scared of y'all. What y'all doing here? Like, this is our, this is our land because we've become Well, so animals don't have free will. God gave man free will. But, and that's the problem. But, I, mean, but I, I mean, I mean, I would say that's the problem. Yeah, but he gave you free will, and that we are the overseers of this of this earth, 
and that Christians, if you if you're a Christian and, and and you consider yourself a Christian, are you going to allow? Because that's what they're doing. They're telling you you can't force nothing on me, but they're forcing it on the Christians, and they're sitting back right. and they're and they're losing everything. They're losing their children. They're losing their 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 their, their morals. They're losing yeah. everything. Say, talk, saying that okay, we're going to be Christians and we're going to love everyone and we're going to allow you to swing around, um, swing around in the in the bathrooms. We're going to allow you to do this and do that. For example, my if I have a little kid with me, I don't want to walk. I don't want to be walking somewhere in the mall and two males kissing and I have to explain to him what the hell is going on. I mean, just because you are psychologically misinformed or whatever, and I love when 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 they say, "Well, I was born like this," and, and, and if that's the case, then there are serial killers that are born like that. So what we're we gonna do? We're gonna allow them to just kill? See what I'm saying? There's a there's a stopping point to this. There's yeah, people that think that that say, "I was born like this. I was born like that. I was born to like dogs." So we're gonna allow people to marry their dogs. If you go right now to the psychological wards, there are people that say this, there are people that say that. When are we going to stop? And one thing, and I don't care what no one says, God is nature. And and, and, and two men aren't supposed to be humping because they're not, it's not It's not making any, it's not um, a part of God's plan. And it's not part of nature. You're not pro-producing, you're not doing nothing. You're just humping each other. And like I said, and I'm just going to leave you with this. When are Christians and and, and a, a men of God, women of God, when are they going to stand up and say enough is enough? Because they're forcing it down their throats. So how can they say you can't force that on me? We, I, I'm able to do whatever. I'm able to be or do whatever I want to do. I could be a transgender. What the hell does a does a does a zebra walk around and want to be a lion? That if a zebra, if a lion sees a zebra that comes in a pack, number one they either think he's sick or something's wrong. They won't even eat him because he's diseased. It's not natural. Only only humans, only human beings, only people. Look at things like that and say, "Oh, it's okay." Well, all right. So when it when it's it's okay or when it's us all right going to stop? There's natural laws. There's man laws and there's natural laws. Natural laws when you're a child, you know. Even children know when they didn't hurt somebody. Even children know when they didn't did what they don't supposed to do. You look at a little child; he will turn around. When he's doing something he don't supposed to do, he looks sneaky. Natural laws. I tell you what, I tell people all the time. If you got to hide it, then it ain't right. Coming out the closet, telling Negroes, come on out the closet. Why would the hell would I come out of the closet on something that's the truth? I'm coming out the closet on something that ain't that ain't right. Rodney, I know you waiting. Go ahead. Kevin, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here trying to keep it together. Because I, here, here, here's what I'm going to say. Here, here's what I'm going to say. We need more people like this brother here. And it sounded like you said he was your brother. I, I couldn't catch that at the beginning. 
But but here's but here's the problem. Here's the problem. We don't have enough people like him who will say, "Let me stand on what I believe in, what I know is right." We don't have enough people like that. And then I'm going to say this too because it came up earlier, and and it crossed my mind. But then you know the conversation kept going. But I'm going to say this because I heard him say it too. If we live in a society that if you go against the norm, you're racist, mm-hmm. you're of the devil, and all of that. And why is it that you can have your feelings, but I can't have mine? That's there not okay. Go. And you can't you make go. me feel bad because I see things differently than you do. That That is just not okay. And until until we all get a backbone and say, you know what, regardless of what it is, and, and, and we could even get it off homosexuality for a second, even when it comes to people raising their kids, it doesn't matter what the, what the topic is, until we can get in a position and we say, you know what, this is what I believe, and you st- and you stand on it, we're going to keep having these problems because right now I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. The reason why people keep folding under pressure and they can't, they have nothing to, they have nothing to stand on is because we're not giving people anything to stand on. We, we live in a society where people don't walk on the ground. They walk on the air. They jump from cloud to cloud. Oh, this cloud is, this cloud is the, 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 the white puffy cloud today. I'm gonna be on this cloud today. We get this old this old head told me something a long time ago. He said, "You know, a lot of people in our society are like a dying man on morphine. They just suffering in comfort, and that and that's the society we live in. People are suffering and don't even know that they're suffering. Why? Because they have no they have no morals. They have no values. They have no identity. And the church where people thought they could go." To get these things You can't even get them in the church And then I'm going to say this too You need a relationship With God Not the church Because there ain't but one church And the Bible tells you this Ain't but one church that matters anyway And that's the one that Jesus is coming back for And I was watching Eddie Griffin one time doing the stand up And he said religion has messed people all up. He said, you are born knowing right from wrong. He said, nobody ever had to tell you not to kill your mama. You're just born knowing that. So when somebody step out of line and go kill their mama, he says, something is wrong with them. They're not all the way there mentally. But by telling people we have killings, they're killing our babies now. I mean, we, we, we just had that incident here. This young girl went to school with Brandon. Brandon found out Saturday night that that was one of his classmates. Like, they used to go to her house and visit. And and so when, so you think about what Rodney just said, people, and, and the, the just the natural, the, having a natural instinct for right and wrong. And the very fact that you say, Rodney, the, the, the Satan, the devil is released right, right here. But we still think that we don't need to press fast and pray and keep ourselves 
right. Just keep, just but want to you, keep ourselves right and speak the truth, regardless. Speak it and live it. But when you it. don't, but when you don't step up for natural law, natural law, then all that other stuff is going to happen. Natural law meaning uh, God's law. It's uh, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal. Those are natural laws that people of of, of common sense. Of, of people with a higher conscience should know. I shouldn't take from you if it don't belong to me. You should know that. That was so, don't nobody need to teach you that. He may have to teach you how to speak. May have to teach you how to do certain things, how to drive a car. But nobody has to tell you that that don't belong to you. And when you allow man, people, to take your natural law away, that's when you get the demonicness that's going on in the earth. It's just like a thief. If you allow, or anyone, if you allow them to take or use you, the more you allow them to get away with it, the more they do it. And as Christians, you have to stand up and make a stand. It's not about right and wrong. It's about truth. And they read, if they call themselves Christians or they speak Jesus, but how is Jesus going to come out your damn mouth when the doctrine tells you that you're a sinner, that you're wrong, that you shouldn't be with the same sex. That itself um, uh, basically is, 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 is blasphemy. That itself is a, is, a, is, a, is a slap in the face to someone that's speaking the truth. How are you going to use the same doctrine, the same doctrine, the same doctrine now, and you're going to speak Jesus, but at the same time, Jesus said you shouldn't be the way you are. Hold on one second. Uh, Henry, go ahead. Yeah, I think that it's important for us to understand that this is a two-phase process. Judgment begins at the house of God. Where, you know, we are complaining about what the world does, but the world is doing what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to live wickedly and ungodly. It's the people who say that they're abiding by the book. These are the people that first have to be held accountable for what they're doing and what they're not doing. And the way that we emphasize judgment, because see, judgment, people don't like judgment no more. People just like forgiveness. But God, the Bible says, whom God loves, he chastises. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand that the way that we go about applying judgment is by speaking the word of God up to situations. For example, just going back to the trans, just going back to the transgender thing. You know how you stop homosexuality and all that kind of stuff from entering into the school? You go to first of all, you have to recognize that it's not a kingdom school; they are public schools. Okay, these these schools aren't ran by uh, kingdom people; they're ran by so they're going to do worldly things. But either you have the option A, you create your own kingdom schools, or you go to the public school with authority and tell them what they will not do. And if they do it anyway, then you recognize that you're going to have to deal with God. And when the people recognize that you have authority and that God honors your word, that when you speak things, it comes to pass, they will do what you say because they will fear the consequences. People don't fear the church. People don't fear preachers. People make fun of preachers. You know, they're laughing about Christians. They make jokes about Christianity all the time. They didn't make jokes about 
the Messiah and Moses and Paul and Peter, they was afraid of their word. They're not afraid of their, our word because we don't even honor our word. We say one thing one day and say something else the next. We, we're we not consistent. We, we've been lukewarm, lukewarm in our vocabulary. We have not been hot or cold. We have not spoke life only. We're speaking life for a minute, death the next, somewhere in between tomorrow. But we have to speak a consistent, authoritative kingdom word of order and power and authority in the earth. God will hear that, and he will honor that, and, 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 and things will fall in place. And lastly, I'd like to say this. We may not need to be asking, even though it is a healthy question, what do you want to get out of church when you go? What we should be asking is what does God want to get out of having a church on the earth? What does he want out of this, these groups that we, that we say are the church? Because if we lose until his heart gets in our hearts, we're going to be doing whatever's right in our own minds anyway. So until we, until we take on his will and live with the focus of his will being done on earth as it is in heaven, because the authority has already come, which is what the word kingdom means in the Greek, we're, we're always going to be subject to these world powers. Great point. I agree. Great point. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read this, uh, and I know it's dear to Tammy's heart, but I'm gonna read this real quick, um, just because it is it, it has come up uh, a lot, and it's Romans the first chapter, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna start at at verse uh, 18. It's, no, I'm gonna start at verse 17. It says, "For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith." As it is written, they, the just, shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead So that they are without excuse Because that When they knew God They glorified him not as God Neither were thankful But became vain in their imaginations, And their foolish heart Was darkened Professing themselves to be wise They became fools And changed the glory of the Uncorruptible God Into an image made like To corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. And I think this is what Tammy's brother was talking about. For even their women did not change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And you know what, Rodney? I'm sitting here. I have this Bible open to that very, the very same 
because you know that's my favorite. That that's that's where I wanted to end tonight. That's that's what I wanted to read because and and not and we didn't intend to get on 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 sex and the gender and all of that. I will say this: if we're going to be worried about people, um, men sleeping with men and women with women, we also need to worry about infidelity. Um, um, Wives cheating on husbands, husbands cheating on wives. We need to worry about all the things that that go against that natural law. You need to worry about are you being the man that God called you to be? Am I being the woman that God called me to be? Because, again, until we call ourselves out on all of this and not stay so focused on man and woman and and man and man and, and woman and woman, because, again, that could be the easy way out. And, and me, Tammy, I believe it's wrong. I, I believe it's wrong, and I don't support any part of it. However, however, there's a lot of things wrong in my life that I still need to work on and change. So I can't think any less than this person for this person or of this person. However, the difference, I think, is I want to be called out on my wrong. And I no longer want to be offended by that calling. So that means if I want to be called, then you best believe it's time for me to call you out too. Because my lack to call you out before was my way of hiding my own stuff, was my way of keeping you silent about what you see. But when you get to a place where you, you are ready, when your heart and mind has been transformed when you no longer desire, desire to conform to this world, when you no longer desire this world, when it gets to a place that you, your heart, you passionately want to change. And the reason I say what are you looking for when you go to church is because are you looking to be satisfied? Are you looking for your ego to be stroked? Are you looking for someone to say, okay, it's it's okay, baby. It's okay. It's okay. Whereas I, I'm, I'm looking for those women at the door that would have been like my grandmama with some of these women to, today, what they wear to church. I'm looking for that woman at the door and say, uh, 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 no, babe, we're going to get you a robe. We're going to get you a sheet on, on, on you. Go on in there. I'm, I'm going to bring you a, a sheet to lay over your legs. I'm looking for that person at the door. But th- what's happening is they're letting them on in. That's come as you are thing. They come as you are. Because there's a difference. If Susan has been coming to church for a year now, Susan should have got something to tell her, you need to put some clothes on when you go to church. And Susan's just walking in off the street, coming, I was led here. That's a totally different story. Well, when you've been there every Sunday for the last past year, and you can't sit down without somebody seeing your underwear, we should have a problem with that. Just like we have a problem with 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 our children being at, being forced to go into bathrooms with with people who have decided they are something different than what they were made. So at the end of the day, let's not pick and choose, and let's not allow the people who are standing in that pulpit pulpit to pick and choose either. And so it seems like everybody is coming from this self-seeking place of I want to just be able to do what I want to do, and I want it to be accepted, and I want you to make it easy for me to do it regardless of what this word says. So you first got to want the change for yourself, except that change is needed for yourself. Before, like I said, before I can 
pull it out of your eye before I can name your thing, I got to make sure I'm naming mine and want you to help me name mine. That's where that's where we start to separate. I was having Bible study in my house years ago, and it came to came to a head one night because all of these good Christian people realized that some of them are claiming to be the same uh, religion. Some of them realized that another group of them, we were divided on is God and Jesus the same. So you got people going to the same church under the same leadership. And half of them, you've not been, you, well, so what you're telling me between Bible study and Sunday church that you guys have not discussed in a sense to where at least the people who are coming here serving together, seeking together every Sunday under the one denomination, under one pre- preaching and teaching, y'all don't even really understand what you understand. So y'all already mm-hmm. it. And I almost had to stop Bible study because these people argue back and forth about, well, how can you say that? And what about this scripture? And what about this scripture? And we did this Bible study for over a year. But they just, everybody assumed that everybody believed as they believed. At least on that. At least on that. From the very same Bible. So I say, if you're right, then you're, you're not, this just Tammy talking, you're not going to go to church Sunday and listen to foolishness. Not and know that know that you're being deceived purposefully for attendance and offerings. That's all I'm saying. Not for saving lives and souls and spirits and bringing people to a place where that that they are able to go to school, like Henry said, and and say, oh no, not up in this school. That's not going to happen. Oh, it's a power in the presence of the kind of power we should have within us. We're not doing that. You know why? Because deep down somewhere, we know it ain't in us. You get down there talking about you can call somebody to life or bring this thing to forehead with the spirit we got on us. And I think that's where we, we begin to divide and lose the power of the kingdom. And it starts, it is starting, I believe, right there in the pulpit because so many people are going there for it. However, they're being they're they they are grown people still being potty. They're still wearing pampers, I should say. I always take back to the word on that milk. When it's time for you to just have food and you so that you can you can feed the young people behind us by example, by example. So my favorite poem, the Edgar Guest poem, Rodney, the sermon I see. We're not seeing enough sermons. We're seeing a lot of talking. We're not people seeing people live and be the sermon that they're preaching. And I can say more so back in the day, you guys, I, I think that that was, that was different. Sick now. See, see if your pastor comes for the most part. Okay, you've been tired all year long. You get in some trouble with your bills and see if, if the majority of them will come. Church was about the community, building changing lives spiritually inside out but everything even church now is conformed and designed to please the world in my opinion it's based upon sunday worship is timed for the most part in church timed not secretly you see the big red numbers timed so god will be here from nine 
to 1030. And if you don't show up by then, maybe you can come to the next service. Because our goal is get them in, get them out, get that money in, get them out. No matter how they come in, how they leave out, as long as they come back next Sunday with their checkbook. That's my opinion. So back over mm. to you. I don't know we're headed to 957. We can bring it to a close. <laughs> uh for some reason, whenever we have the these shows about uh, God and church and the Bible and religion, uh, for some reason, I, I always feel like preaching. <laughs> so maybe what maybe that's what people maybe that's what people mean when they keep telling me I'm gonna be a preacher. It's gonna be right here on the Butterfly Evolution show. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna end with these two things. The first, huh? I said, go ahead and start Sunday night service right here on the Butterfly Evolution Show. Hey, you, you, you know I will. Uh, but I'm going to end with these two things. The first thing I'm going to do is uh, you brought up you brought up something, uh, and it made me think um, about a scripture. So I'm going to I'm going to go to this this uh, scripture first, and then I'm going to read. I'm going to end with this uh, with this thing that I found online. But I'm going to go to Revelations, the third chapter, the 15th verse, and it says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold or hot. I wish thou were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So if you are one or the other, God can at least tolerate you if you are at least hot or cold because mm-hmm. at least he know where you stand. And see, if you mm-hmm. get... He knew where Satan was. He knew where Satan stood. So it was easy for him to say, you know what? Okay, I I, I know what I'm what I'm looking at. Cast him out of cast him right out of heaven. So God say in this scripture, He's saying to the people, I don't know what you are. And for that reason, He said, I will spew thee out of my mouth. He said because in verse seventeen it says because thou sayest. I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. He said, that's what, when he's talking to these people, he said, this is what you keep saying. He said, but you don't even know. He said, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So out of your mouth, you're saying one thing. You're saying that you're all of these things out of your mouth. He said, but you don't even know that you are the opposite. So where you think you got it together, you all messed up. Where you think you are intelligent, you ignorant. Mm -hmm. You ignorant. And he said, I counsel thee to buy of me gold, tried in the fire. See, it's easy to, 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 to say, Thank you, Jesus, when you on top. It's easy to go to church and to, oh, the Lord blessed me with this. It's easy to say those things when you feel like you got something. But he said, but I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Where's your faith? Can you still say thank you, Jesus? When you ain't got nothing But see That ain't the life that we want And going back to What we've said several times By several people tonight 
to see when we do stand up, guess what's gonna happen? You gonna you gonna you gonna be persecuted. Because see in today's society you can't talk against homosexuality. Every show that is made today, there's a scene in it about homosexuality. You can't watch any new show now and and there's no men kissing or women kissing. You can't watch it now. But see, if you talk against that, you're going to be persecuted. Can you handle that? He said that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with I, I fell and that thou mayest see. He said, and as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. If God ain't rebuking you and and, and chastising you, you you might need to uh, do some soul searching. Yes, Lord. Because He said, as many, as many as I love. So if He, it, I question His love for me if He ain't rebuking and, and chastising me. If I can do wrong and be comfortable in my wrong, I'm wondering if God loves me. And then he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in this throne. So the how is it that Jesus had to overcome just to sit next to his father in heaven? But we don't think we got to overcome these same things. Because remember, they told him he was not the Savior. That was the reason why he was the first kid, because he walked around preaching God's word. Didn't matter what people had to say. People didn't believe back then. They don't believe now. It never stopped him. And if you believe, you are not going to accept anything. You're not going to accept anything. Because, see, the people you think have it all together, one day you're going to find out they probably don't. And the people you overlook are the ones who got the answer. But we're thinking with these worldly minds because we just trying to fit in. The Bible says that that path is narrow and very few going to find it. The road is narrow. So if you're on a road where everybody is, hmm. you might, you might want to take a detour because it said the road is narrow. It's, in, a, in the book of Isaiah, the Bible says that hell is being enlarged. Mm. So why are you trying to do what everybody else is doing? Why are you trying to latch on to this religion that everybody else is latched on to? Instead of standing up for what you believe in. Yeah, I go to church. I don't go every Sunday. I don't go every Wednesday. But I go. 
And my wife will tell you, when I go, I'm seeking one thing, and that is the word. That's what. That's all I'm looking for. I ain't looking to please nobody. I ain't looking to make nobody happy. I don't care who's there. I don't care who knows that I'm there. I don't make a big announcement and say, hey, I'm going to church, everybody. Because I ain't seeking but one thing. And I go, and I get it, and I leave. I'm going to close with this poem. Uh, with this with with this paragraph that I, this, this thing that I found on online, and here's what it says: Religion is the act of attempting to map out a path to achieving consistent spiritual goals. Unfortunately, religion has sometimes falls into the hands of some wacky people. If someone comes to you and professes to be able to solve your problems. By some religious or spiritual path Beware Life will always be difficult There is no one that can Wrap you in a cocoon of religion And save you from all negativity Religion has been used For good and evil throughout history Make sure You're on the right side This has been a great show I'm so glad that uh, That you decided To do this one Tammy um, it, it is always a blessing to me, and I hope that for those of you who uh, hung in there with us, regardless of how long you've been on the call, if there was something that blessed you tonight, all we can do is thank the Lord. We hope that you'll join us again next Monday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody. Yeah.
everything is passing me by. Every now and then, it's feeling like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong. Gotta hold on. It won't be too long. Come 